Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. My name is Sean Surface. I'm your host. Remember, we run this as marketing material for our mentorship program. So it's kind of cool to just keep everyone updated on what's going on with the mentorship and just kind of bring some kind of motivational, you know, content that points people to the Lord and just something that uh, that I love to do. So thank you guys that listen to this and pay attention. It means a lot to me. I know I tell you guys this all the time. It's still very humbling to me that people take 20, 30 minutes out of their day to listen to me ramble and talk to you guys. So, so I'm very appreciative of it. Um, I want to make sure, and I thank Trinity West roofing and construction for, um, helping donate with the, with the boys shoes, um, and helping us, you know, pay the, some of the marketing fees and some of the things associated with this podcast that help us keep this going. Um, if you could just in the iTunes link or the Spotify link, if you could just take 30 seconds and give us a a quick review that really helps us push the content out there. And uh, I guess that's about it for now. So I'm really excited about this episode, man. So I got my buddy here, Jace Munoz. And uh, it's really cool because when we were opening up this gym out here in Midlothian, he reached out to me and this is, we're going on a year. I'd say it's been about a year. He reached out to me uh, just like on a random like post or comment. I guess it probably came across his Instagram. And I think that we've talked all day, literally every day through comments sent, you know, through the messages and Instagram since that, since that first time. And y'all talk about motivation and talking about, you know, one thing that this friendship has formed for me is I realized that there's no room for really self-pity in my life. Like a lot of the things that, and I'm excited for him to share his story with you guys, because there's nothing you can take from it, but positive motivation. Um, and even a closer relationship from the Lord. And, and I pray that that's what you guys get out of this because his story is so powerful, what he's overcome and his mentality towards what he's overcome is just, it's, it's so inspiring, man. And I don't know, uh, I don't mean to go overboard and kind of, but it's really, it is inspiring, man, like what you've gone through. And, and I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear this. Um, so Jace, thank you very much for being here today. Um, I don't want to like go too much into your story, but let's start off kind of from when you were a kid. Can you kind of tell us like how you grew up and where you're from and just kind of the yeah. basics of your family? So I actually grew up for the most part in Plano. I mean, we lived all over the U.S. We moved. My dad did like project management, construction, that kind of thing. So we lived in Plano. And then I'm actually like a fortune Midlothian resident. So in like 99, we actually moved this way. And this was before this area got super busy and big. So That's cool. So you've been here since since it started, right? And I, I hear people, a lot of people from the gym here in our Midlothian location are always talking about how different it is now than when, you know, they're like 287 had a red light or like a stop sign or something. It's funny to hear that. And it was like Y63 was like 663, yeah. That's funny. So um, how did you, I know you said you grew up kind of um, in the church, so a relationship with the Lord was not new to you, and which is cool because you'll kind of hear why that's important as we get down the through this podcast a little bit. Uh, how did you grow up, like family dynamics and church-wise? Oh, so my family is super close and blessed, but um, it's a, I mean, and um Sorry, the strokes, but like with the church, I grew up going to like Mother's Day out and daycare and school, yeah, and stuff, and doing church like every Wednesday and Sunday, yeah, so Bible study, yeah, that kind of stuff. So you grew up in the church, which is cool. So you had a good foundation in God and kind of had a good understanding of that. Um, I guess I could have started with this, and 
and it's we're going to get into the podcast and i don't mean this to like um as you'll see jace has actually had uh, gone through some some strokes and it kind of affects it's way better than i thought it was going to be honestly <laughs> i think he speaks great but if you kind of see if it's a little bit i'm just oh, not no, trying to cover you're, for you or anything. i just want them to kind of understand and there, yeah. there might be like second tier in there that he's got to recall what you know what he's saying or whatever but um again don't I'm really proud of you. Dude. Oh no, I, I majored in linguistics, and I used to be so eloquent. So this is it's so, kind of frustrating sometimes. I bet. Well, you were explaining explaining to me. I can't imagine. Um, we'll get to that farther ahead. So, kind of, let's go through. Can you kind of explain to us kind of what happened? You know, medically. You know. Yeah. So seven years ago, I actually had four strokes and nine brain surgeries. At work, I worked in Dallas. You said four strokes and four nine strokes brain. Four strokes and nine brain yeah. And I actually died and went to heaven, came back in a wheelchair and nonverbal. And I've had to reteach my body everything from feeding itself to walking to talking. To, I mean, everything. So That's so crazy. One of the things that you told me about when you first said it was how when you and we're going to dive into the, I, I don't know if anyone caught on to that, though, but you said when you went, died and went to heaven, because that's what I want people to understand. That's what I want people to hear about. Um, but when you said when you did come back, how your brain like was still there, like you could still think the things. And then when you would try to move your body or you would try to, it just like wouldn't work, right? Yep. So actually, one of the symptoms of my injury, I mean, I've done so much work and God's good to have healed and stuff, but... It's like ataxia, which is like uncoordinated movements. Yeah. So, for instance, I would like open a can of Coke, even though I don't like soda, but that's an instance. <laughs> and I would try, it was too weak, and I would end up like slapping someone. And like the speech off you said was like nonverbal. So, I didn't know what like ASL, I knew like A, B, C. I don't know the rest. Yeah. And I kind of made up my own stuff because I'm like, I had no idea. I would just point and gesture. I mean, oh my gosh. But my face is, I mean, always was really animated, but it really had to become so because that was how I communicated, s- right? Spoke. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that was interesting to be in that state. Yeah. Because people think you're, not there. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, my parents at first were, when they weren't judgmental, they believed, obviously, but they didn't know the extent of the damage. So, like, they were like, is he yeah, cognizant? Like, I mean, he is alert now, so that's good, but... Can he understand what we're saying? Is he really, like... Yeah, and I honestly wondered that too. You know, I wasn't sure if when you come out of having a stroke, when your whole body's not moving, I was kind of wondering, is your brain not working either, um, you know? Not necessarily. So actually a good friend of mine, her mom is a teacher, and one of the kids actually will get into that. Your brain, when damaged or having differences, has a lot of correlation with, like, people on the spectrum or people with, like, different deficits uh, yeah what i'll get to that but you you can write your type super good you just cannot make your body yeah speak or whatever communicate 
And so she had like a student and I believe they were like not for a woman having issues and everyone had really given up on them. But she was like, she remembered my story because I'm good friends with her kid. I went to, anyway, yeah. <laughs> long story I'm trying to cut down. You're good. But she put a piece of paper and like a pencil in front of him. And he, he wrote just fine. And they were able to have full-length conversations. And just that made such a huge difference in That's my really life. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's cool. I never, the correlation between the spec, like when you say being on the spectrum, like almost like the autistic, like kind of. Yeah. So people think that just because you, well, speech and cognizance are in different parts of the brain, people don't know that. So like your speech, like area and your thought area are in different parts. But my friend actually Shout out to Laura is a disabilities broker based in Wisconsin now. Yeah. And she actually ran like a sensory room. Yeah. And I was able, I visit her often, I love Laura. But I was able to decompress. At first when I was having a lot of sensory overload issues, I could go in that room and like decompress and write and all sorts of stuff. Focus, yeah. That's really cool. That's so cool. Is this all stuff that you ever really knew before? Is this all kind of things um, that you know? No, it's stuff. Well, I I didn't know. For instance, like your sensory, your senses are super heightened. I've like supersonic hearings. I mean, I've mastered that for the most part, but for a long time, I could hear through walls and stuff. That's why these were see these microphones. That's why the headphones were so loud yeah, I to was you. Like, oh, it's <laughs> sorry. <loud. laughs> You're like, you read the, I'm like, man, it's not that loud. But well, if you have extra good hearing, then they would be loud. Well, even at Rangers games, we go to like a suite. And I just stay inside. I'm like, I... Because it gets too loud? Yeah, every once in a while, I can go outside. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm so funny. <laughs> I love your personality, dude. You, I would... Sorry, it's just fun <laughs> to see you. Um, so check this out. This is what I really want to dive into, you guys, because there's a lot of times in our faith we wonder, you know, like, man, is this, you know, real? Are we really, you know, in this faith because of what's going to happen afterwards? Are we, you know, do we have faith that we're going to go to heaven? Is heaven even real? And um, when Jace kind of explained to me, and I'm about to hear it for the first time too, and I'm, I literally have chills right now because I'm excited to hear. Um, he says that he, you know, he, I'm just going to let you explain it. So kind of what happened? What was, what did it feel like once you were officially, yeah, you know, so dead? Obviously, I mean, when no one thinks they're going to die. I mean, I was 27. Yeah. I never would have thought that. But the first thing is, like, the peace. Like, the peace is so soothing. I mean, that sounds, like, very basic and, like, materialistic. But I'm like, no. It, like, soothes the very soul there. It's like being permeated in it. Like, the best I can describe... For those of us here, well, others who have not experienced that, I wouldn't say me because I have. It's like when you take the biggest and best nap of your life and you wake up and there's no crushing sense of obligation or fret or fear or issues with like, oh, the world is crazy. And like, that's how it is. I mean, that's 
pretty minute compared to the real thing. But then, of course, here you have the weight, the pressure of the world comes back. So really, you have like five minutes of okay, and then it's a mess. But when you're there, the peace. I mean, because there's no wrong, there's no suffering, there's no evil, there's no ill will. There's nothing but love and forgiveness, which, and it's like unconditional. Our love here is conditional. Yeah. I mean, people say unconditional, but I'm like, that's not feasible in humans. Only yeah. God can love unconditionally. That's good. Yeah, I don't think people quite understand. I'm not condescending, but our love is very based on, like, for the most part, factors or, like, there's there's different variables as opposed to God's love, even if you just shot someone in the face or did this or did that. I mean, God, if you yeah. repent and call upon Be his forgiving, name, he's yeah. like, hey, welcome back. So I just remember heaven. Do you have a visual feeling of what it was? Yeah, so like when you get there, obviously even if someone had just stabbed you or clubbed you or caught, like her song to you, there's nothing but love and f- complete forgiveness for them. Because you you honestly are like, that's behind me now. I don't care. Like, I just want you to to know what yeah. I know, experience, want to experience. Now remember, I wouldn't say pity exists there, but I remember having empathy for certain souls who I knew would not be there and so that was interesting so like visual stuff i i on i know for a fact that the holy spirit was like putting his hands over my eyes so i could only see glimpses because if i saw the real thing i wouldn't want to be back it would be too much to be back here it's painful now but i truly believe but the best visual I can, I guess, give people. Well, there's light right here. It's bright. But the light there, the ethereal light, is nothing like this world. Nothing is pure and just not garish and harsh. It's soft and gentle and just pure. And there's nothing like it on this earth, but that's a visual I remember. That's yeah. awesome. So it's almost like a, uh, like the everything has love in it, even like the light, right? Like that's really cool. So it's yeah. not like the light where you look at it and it kind of hurts your eyes. It's like yeah. a welcoming light. It's probably still bright. And I'm just guessing. You just I have me excited. Really, yes. You have me excited about that. Um, so what's cool about this um, is I had a guest come on about a year ago awesome dude named Jason and he he had a heart attack and was out for a few minutes and he said he experienced complete darkness and what's crazy about that is it pushed him in his relationship back to the back to God oh, 100% so a different actually so, that movie coming out soon I forgot what ever, after afterlife yeah. or something yeah if you hear this afterlife we're going to see <laughs> right but anyway like Different experiences, like they record like atheists and agnostics, yeah. And their experience was radically different, different right? Than mine, thank God. And yeah. his though, but he acknowledged the fact that 
he felt there was something and it was just pitch blackness and dark and it pushed him into a relationship God, with God. God. God like, and so he was like, man, I think that, you know, God gave me that opportunity to be able to get right with him now. Um, I think it's important when everything is forgotten. It, it's hard sometimes to hold on to that, but I have to thank God brought me back. Honestly, I'm a very, very small portion. Honestly, probably 99.999% of the people don't survive with that. What you've been through? Oh, yeah, that's what you were telling me earlier. Like, you said you had four strokes and nine brain surgeries. Yeah. And then you literally described it. This is your terms, that your brain was what? Did you say it was just... It was like dog food. Yeah, like your brain was like... And now, I mean, I know you think that you have a... But you have a slight speech impediment. Not really. It's not really bad. Um... By looking at you, you can't tell there's anything wrong. Nope. Nope. And then actually, it was a lot different when it was like hunchover on a walker on the cane, and people kind of expected the speech issues because obviously physical yeah. speech one not. But now that I'm more independent and normal, people. Yeah, I think what I take from it is that God had. A purpose for you and he almost probably wanted you to experience that to be able to come back and you know that's how God works through people and you know miracles through people to be able to like spread the gospel and tell people hey what I experienced because that's a good way you know for God to get people to pay attention you know and to to listen to you know what what they could miss out on and that's really sad so it's cool that you already had a firm foundation and relationship in the Lord going into that um, what is your probably your at this point? What do you think is your like kind of biggest struggle? Mm, probably remembering like when the world is crazy. I know what says scripture: don't look to the left or right, look straight ahead. That's it's the way walking it. Yeah. Look up that verse. I don't like to quote verses unless I no, state that the actual one. But I would say like when people freak out and fret, I'm like. It's okay, I understand, but you have to remember, this is the blip. I was in heaven for like five minutes, and I woke up in the ICU like a month later. Everyone was like upset and crying. I'm like, why are you upset? Everyone wants to be upset. It's me. <laughs> I was sent back. But I think, well, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Unless you have this experience to remember that, but. The very moment, I mean, the very moment you get to heaven, like all these people recently who were slain and all sorts of stuff, the very moment you get to heaven, it's gone. I mean, your old life is done. You don't care because we're promising eternity. Eternity. Of that just yeah. love and blessing. And we and cannot grasp that. Our, we can grasp like 76 years, 100 years. Yeah, yeah. We, eternity is, doesn't make sense in our brain. No. Another thing that you had mentioned, and I, not to go back, but another thing you had mentioned is you felt like you didn't make it to like the actual through like the gate part of heaven. You just kind of got to like you called it the waiting room. Yep. So, um, I I know if I actually went through the gates, I mean this is my experience. I assume judgment, the gates, etc. And or even the gates for the final. I have no idea how it yeah. works. I mean, obviously, I didn't enter in. I know for a fact that if I witnessed that, 
what just like Aslan's country in Narnia, once you cross over, there's no going back. And I know, like, if I had crossed over, I'm... If I wouldn't have wanted to come back. I mean, <laughs> it's very hard now, but I definitely wouldn't have wanted to come back. But I have heard tales of, like, people who experience, like, heaven. Yeah. Who have come back and, like, fallen into, like, depression or... Oh, also, that makes sense yeah. because you saw how amazing that was and now you're having to live in this world yeah. of... Oh, yeah. that's really good. Um. So let me think. Now that you, where you're at in life right now, and I and I don't mean to like go into something that's kind of like, but you feel that uh, you're talking about what is like what's your next steps? Like what are you planning to do? Um. So I have stuff in the works. I mean, you can plan no main one, but obviously God has the final say. Yeah. And I've learned that, but it's. I'm to the point I've rehabbed so much and done so much work that I I want to work. I mean, I have degrees. I'm experienced like I used to be coordinator in healthcare. I have so much going for me and so much drive that it's very daunting to even apply for like basic jobs. Because there, I mean, even if it's unspoken, there there is disabled discrimination yeah. in this crazy world. Everything is going, I'm like, no, I mean, I'm not salty about that, but I'm like, so you're telling me even though I have degrees in this background stuff, because I sound like this. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping. That's what I was hoping to go into. I didn't want to. Um, oh, no. Go to <laughs> because you've never come across to me with like a self-pity mindset at all. You know what I mean? Which is really impressive. I think that it could be easy to get into that. Um. Yeah. So when I first started, I mean, I never had this issue. When I first started therapy and stuff, there actually were, was rather a specific patient. I don't even remember much about them but they were very pitying. Yeah. And they were like, there was no deficits. I mean, none. The only issue was like something basic and something easily fixed. I'm like, I'm over here in a wheelchair, like <laughs> barely able to, able to eat solid food. Yeah. There's people who will never walk or talk or move. Or any of that again, and you're over there being, being like the brat. I'm like, no, I, I didn't like them, but I do find that you can either be salty about that, which fixes nothing, yeah, nothing, because you're still injured. I mean, yes, it's rough and sucks sometimes, but yeah. there's nothing that you can do, yeah, about especially that. by feeling sorry for yourself, you just got to keep pushing forward. Can we even bring up the fact that you work out twice a day? Like, this is something, I mean. I tried, yeah, so, once again, this actually is a shout out to Liquory Fitness, which I'm, I hope to work for them someday. That's awesome. I, I even do. saw an article they wrote about you, man. Oh, it's yeah, really cool. yeah, so, it's on my Instagram, Stroke Survivor Fitness, which is my Instagram, which for the, I do fitness stuff, but it's very faith-based, but it's Liquory it's like take it off. It's based in LA, but now they have like studios all over the world in the U.S. and they're growing. 
but actually it's like low impact, high intensity movements. Yeah. And it's kind of the same movement basis. Some some moves are like Pilates-ish, but it's way more intensive and, and focused on going slow, time under tension, cotocatamine release, which is like targeting those muscle fibers yeah. and sculpting and everything. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I'm really proud of you for that. You know, we have people who so many excuses to not work out or why they can't or what's going on. And you just say no excuses. There, there's really, so for that even is 15 minutes and you burn calories up to 33 hours afterwards. Yeah. So really you only really have to do it like three days a week. I do it more obviously, but I mean, that's a bit longer, even if in yeah. your program, which I'll have to check out. Yeah. But I mean, 30 minutes a day, Work. I've actually I've lost sixty seven pounds I believe. That's cool, man. And then, yeah, I'll have to get some skin surgery, obviously, because I've lost so much weight. But hey, that's the, that's the least of the concern. You know what I mean? Think about how healthy you are. It just it's really motivational to me to see how you just have this note, not give up. You know, you're not going to use this as an excuse. You're going to keep pushing yourself. Um, I think that God has the perfect job for you. Um, and I think to just stay patient and I'm excited to see like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Don't try to force it. Just be patient with it because because yeah. you're a huge inspiration to a lot of people. And I'm excited to see how your story is going to be able to like help other people. Man, it's really motivational and inspirational. And so keep pushing with that. Um, one thing that I like to ask everybody is if you have one piece of advice for, you know, yourself at 16 or 16 year old boy and this translate back to the mentorship. Um, what would a piece of advice be? Um, so I think I'm trying to not do something. Other people do something different off the top of my head. You're good. I think it's important to realize that things are rough for everyone, but there's no comparing yourself to other people because that does not, I mean, does nothing. I mean, once again, scripture is stuck in my head. No, you're I good. say at 31 states that whoever turns to the right or the left will hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I agree, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus and faith and just pushing forward. And also remembering we are not our past. I mean, That's good. You're not your past. You get in heaven. That's so great. It's over, yeah. Both of those two things are awesome. You're not your past, which is huge. That really hits me because I have to still remind myself of that. Oh, yeah, that Satan, by the way. Yep. that Yeah, God's like, no, no. I have to still <laughs> remind myself of that a lot. But then also, which no one's ever said, is that don't compare yourself. Like, we're all different. God has oh, a different yeah. purpose for each one of us. and Which sounds pretty generic. It's true, though, like... We all have different gifts, spiritual gifts rather, and different callings. And it's important to realize that whether they be like a motivational speaker or athletic person or a VP, we all have a different role. And just because someone's life is more dramatic than yours doesn't mean it's more that's good. That's from the movie, but it's I, awesome. I love that <laughs> it's awesome. You could take that and use it's it. That's great. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you very much for doing this, dude. You did awesome. Like everything you said was impactful. Um, do you feel like? Do you feel like your 
your encounter with going to heaven and seeing what heaven felt has it has that built your faith oh absolutely so the longer i'm here the harder it is to remember but that good thing is i have it recorded reminding myself daily or even moment by moment but that really helped a lot. I mean, everything is finally out of control. Yeah. But because I'm able to remember that I have that promise, I have that calling in me, I'm able to understand and know this, the best is yet to come. That's so good. And, and I'm going to end on this, but I want you all to catch what Jace just said. Sometimes we beat ourselves up because we, you know, we fall off in our walk with the Lord or we look, we look like we look left or look right. Like you said in that verse, um, don't beat yourself up for that and just get back on track. Jace has actually literally seen and felt what it feels like there. And he still says that he, you know, has to remind himself about that to not fall off left and right. So just remember, don't beat yourself up if stuff falls off or if you mess up or just get right back on track. And the grace is in the letting go. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, everyone has mis- everyone has made mistakes or there's, I mean, no one is perfect. Yeah. We don't necessarily put them on social media or this or that. Well, that's good. For those of us who are older, like, I mean, I look young, but I'm 35. <laughs> so I was around, like, before cell phones and stuff, Google. <laughs> but, I mean, just remember once again, just because someone's life is more dramatic than yours doesn't mean it's more important. That's so good. Let's end on that, man. Look, I want everyone to remember that you're loved and you're forgiven and there's nothing you can do about it. Thanks, Jace.